Hello everyone, welcome back to the Narcissist and Empath course playlist. And now we are in Rahu in Ashlesha and Ketu in Shravana Nakshatra as the axis of Rahu Ketu. Now I may talk of Rahu Ketu being in Ashlesha. It gives us another four possible combinations, two types of narcissists and two types of empaths. Because this is an opposite dynamic, we have to examine it in two padas, okay? So, Rahu can be in Ashlesha, Rahu or Ketu, and the other opposite axis travels between Shravana and Dhanishta. So, let's see what this brings us, right? Let's jump right into it without any delay. So, first of all, Rahu is still in Cancer, last one we did. Pushya Nakshatra. Now we are doing Ashlesha, right? The borderline going between water and fire, going to going into Leo. So this there will be a factor of Gandanta also here, the karmic transformation point for Ashlesha, because it is bordering with Magha Nakshatra, which is in Leo. Anyway, so when we talk of Rahu in the first house in Ashlesha Nakshatra. So we are talking of dispositor of moon. We are talking of water sign. We are talking of emotional sign. And four is a royal sign. Cancer is a royal sign. But now it has the twist or the perversion of Rahu sitting there. So what does this kind of narcissist leads? First of all, why are we calling them a narcissist? Rahu in Ashlesha and Ketu in Shrona. Why? Because Rahu amplifies or super amplifies, super exaggerates anything that it sits in. And if it's in the first house, it's everything about myself. And Ketu on the other side being detached from everybody else. Seventh house is the house of everybody else. It's the house of spouse. So it is sitting in the house of Saturn here because 10th house is traditionally the house of Saturn. So we are talking about attachment, detachment, between moon and between Saturn. Of course, the first house is the house of Mars. Seventh house is the house of Venus, traditionally. So we are also talking about spouse. We are also talking about siblings. We are talking about brothers. Okay, because Mars, first house Mars. And because there is an aspect, as you can see there, if Rahu is placed in the first, it will create attachment to the fifth house and the ninth house aspects also. Strong attachment towards tradition, strong attachment towards children, about romantic affairs and so on. Even education. Ketu, on the other hand, at the same time, is creating detachment. Ketu shrinks anything that it sits in. So it is shrinking the attachment to the spouse where it is sitting in. It is creating detachment from gains, not too much interested in money or gaining or community or social networks in media. It does not even want to cultivate any skills or it is not even attached to younger siblings. Siblings in general, neighbors in general. Ketu in house doesn't like neighbors at all. So that's what this energy essentially brings. This Rahu in the first house, Ketu in the seventh house. But what does it do in Ashlesha? Now that's an important thing. Let's see Moon once again as a narcissist in relation to Ashlesha Nakshatra. So, 
moon narciss rahu in ashlesha narcissus number 1 and ketu in um shravana we'll just let's examine that so rahu in ashlesha will bring intense emotional tendencies first of all moon is emotional now you're amplifying it these individuals may experience emotional ups and downs often dealing with deep complex emotions if you have this you might know this manipulative tendencies rahu is a great manipulator ashlesha is known for its manipulative qualities and rahu here can amplify this trait rahu is an amplifier energy they may possess shrewd and cunning side using manipulation to achieve their goals when rahu is in the first house it's common with everyone but more so in ashlesha because it has inherent tendencies of that it's a rakshasa gana and it's varna is also unorthodox so these people can be as unorthodox and as manipulative as they come attachment and detachment these individuals have a complex relationship with attachment and detachment they can form strong emotional attachments while simultaneously seeking freedom and independence see the contradiction there this is what rahu and ketu bring desire for power and control rahu in ashlesha often indicates strong desire for power control and influence over others they may seek to dominate in various areas of life mystical or occult interests ashlesha is ruled by the nagas so there is a element of mysticism there kundalini shakti ashlesha is associated with mystic and occult rahu in ashlesha may have a keen interest in exploring hidden knowledge and esoteric subjects now moon in relation to the first house emotional narcissism because the dispositor is where the rahu gets its personality from the moon's emotional depth can contribute to a form of emotional narcissism where the individual's own emotion and experiences takes precedence my emotions are more important than yours i don't care what you feel ketu but i care about my own emotions why this is the cancer now sensitivity to narcissistic injury or perceived injury if, if you want to refine that moon's sensitivity may make the individual highly reactive to perceived slights or criticism leading to defensive or narcissistic reactions narcissistic validation rahu is in the first house needs a lot of validation tell me something good about me the moon's influence may drive the need for constant validation emotional support in cancer and potentially creating narcissistic tendencies right this is the first part of it now let us go on and see the opposite ketu in the first house in um, ashlesha and uh shravana nakshatra on the other hand we shall see shravana nakshatra rahu ketu differently probably okay let's just briefly examine shravana nakshatra so at the same time that rahu was in ashlesha ketu is in shravana so these energies will come simultaneously think about always that way these are not exclusionary rahu and ketu happen at the same time so ketu in shravana will give a strong sense of its spiritual detachment detachment coffee is still kicking in from external attachments all seventh house is external world your spouse 
starting from your spouse to everybody else the others is seventh house so it gives detachment from there ketu gives that detachment they can become reflective and contemplative tendency to have this reflective and contemplative nature ketu insurance individuals often engage in introspection and self inquiry inquiring about what about your spouse about others they're curious about that all the time respect for tradition shravana nakshatra is associated with tradition and heritage ketu here can enhance their respect for traditional values customs even if they are more spiritual approach i would even put it that it is an unconventional wisdom that you bring in about others from past life ketu stands for past lives right so it will bring in that aspect as well quiet wisdom they may possess quiet wisdom and depth of insight ketu is quiet rao is very loud ketu and shravana individuals may be sought after for their advice and guidance other people may seek their guidance especially sitting in the house of saturn here because it's capricorn the masses might seek their advice so if you have some bit of advice which you bring in from past life if with this arrangement you better start giving it out interest in music and spiritual arts shravana is also associated with music and spiritual arts ketu here can intensify their interest in these areas they may f- find solace and inspiration in music and spiritual practices so ketu here while rahu is sitting in ashlesha is also bringing this to this individual speaking of empaths what is an empath right empath is one who has no connection or energy one doesn't feel oneself ketu in the first house sort of detaches the person a lot from themselves and all their energy is directed towards rahu sitting on the other side in the seventh house why do i focus so much on first and seventh axis because it's dominant for empath and narcissist kind of energy it always is it's always the ruling force it's always the guiding force okay so ketu in the first house in ashlesha moon in relation to ashlesha in ketu so first of all ketu in the first house brings detachment from those areas of 5 and 9 everything to do with wisdom luck gurus spirituality they are unconventional to the max they question everything which is tradition ketu questions everything why this why that they are not attached towards their children they are very detached even though they might have kids they are very detached towards even romantic aspects but rahu on the other hand is obsessed with the partner so empaths all you empaths even though you may call yourselves one if you have this axis you're pretty horny creatures you're very much into sex and sensuality right so ketu in ashlesha and rahu in shravana now the reverse of that moon in relation to first house as regards to empathy let's see that for a minute here <clears throat> what does it give deep emotional empathy moon represents emotion and when in conjunction aspect to, to ketu in the first can create deep emotional empathy this is very good this combination of moon and ketu can give a detached sense of empathy without getting attached to the other people's emotions but they can still feel it this kind of empathy strong very strong 
sensitive to others' needs. They are often sensitive to the needs of others. Rahu is sitting in others' house. So as much as it provides detachment and higher wisdom in the first, it also gives that ability to sense that in others' definition of a path. Instinctual empathy, everything to do with instinct and intuition is Ketu. Remember that. Moon's influence can influence lead to instinctual empathy where they know when to respond, whom to respond, how to respond emotionally speaking because we are now in the house of the moon with all those around them. Emotional bonding, they can bond emotionally very well because they are coming from the higher emotional plane, Ketu in the house of moon, more so if moon is combined with Ketu by the way and they can empathize with others of what they are going through, right? Because as much as Ketu is detached, the opposite side of him has all the attachments, right? Rahu is sitting in Shravana now, there. So let's see what Rahu and Shravana would bring. First of all, let's examine what Ketu in Ashlesha does, right? In relation to first house we saw, instinctual empathy. But now what does it do specifically in that nakshatra of Ashlesha? Ketu in Ashlesha signifies strong sense of spiritual detachment. These individuals may have a natural inclination to detach from material desires and seek deeper spiritual understanding. Ashlesha is ruled by the Nagas. So they are extremely mystical in nature. The mystical side of moon is in Ashlesha. The nurturing side of moon is in Pushya. Think of it, two sides of moon. Emotional depth. Ashlesha is associated with deep emotional currents and Ketu intensify this trait. These individuals often experience intense emotions, may have profound internal emotional life. Ketu is very internal. In nature, Rahu is very outward. Transformation and rebirth. They may undergo transformative experiences of inner rebirth, shedding old patterns and attachments. Ketu in the first house in Ashlesha stands for the snake, right? Ashlesha. There's the symbol is of a snake. <clears throat> inquisitive minds. Ketu in Ashlesha often leads to inquisitiveness and a quest for hidden knowledge. Everything hidden is the snake. Everything hidden is this knowledge of, from past life. Ketu is past life. Rahu is what you are going to do this lifetime. Mystical and occult interests, of course, anything related to snake like Ashlesha in Moon has got the deepest emotional sensing. I have covered this in the ground sensitive nakshatras for awakening individuals. They will be deeply awakened from within. Lots of intuition. That's Ketu. Right? That's empath number one. Now let us see narcissist number two. The combination where it goes to Dhanishtha. So narcissist number two is Rahu in Ashlesha and Ketu in Dhanishtha. So Rahu and Ketu will still be the same so we won't cover it. Rahu. Ketu we have to shift because now we have moved from Sharna into Dhanishtha. So if the nakshatra changes, so does the energy, right? Although the axis we have covered, the behaviors in Ashlesha will be the same. 
what we are changing is the pattern of behavior on the other side, on the seventh house side. So this narcissist, the second type, what it will cover? The Dhanishta one. So whenever for the narcissist number one, Ketu is in the seventh side, narcissist number two, right? Now it's gone to Dhanishta Ketu. Ketu in Dhanishta signifies strong sense of detachment from worldly desires. Everything in seventh house is about your desire for others, your popularity, you want to seek name and fame, you want to be popular in the social media, you want to be known and recognized by your siblings, neighbors, when Rahu sits here. Right now Ketu is sitting here, that means empath, sorry, narcissist number two, where Rahu is in Ashlesha and Ketu is in Dhanishta. They can become innovative thinkers. They tend to have innovative, unconventional thinking patterns. Ketu in Dhanishta individuals may be open to new ideas and approaches, making them adept problem solvers. Get these kind of people in your organization if you want to have excellent problem solvers. <clears throat> Quest for independence. They often have a strong desire for independence and self-reliance. Ketu in Dhanishta may prefer to chart their own path and make decisions autonomously. Because we are talking about narcissist number one, Ketu is sitting in seventh house. Interest in technology and science. Dhanishta nakshatra is associated with technology and scientific advancements. Ketu here can intensify their interest in these areas. They may excel in tech-related fields of fascination with scientific exploration. Mystical inclinations is always there whenever you stick Ketu's head in anywhere. But on the other side, if you take narcissist empath number two, Ketu in Ashlesha and Rahu in Dhanishta, now what happens if you take Rahu in Dhanishta there? So in Rahu in Dhanishta, what happens? is we have an empath. This is empath number two. So we are essentially talking of this guy. Where's the guy gone? Wait, hang on a second. Yeah, that guy. We are talking now of Rahu in Dhanishta and Ketu in the first house, the empath. Ketu in the first house is always an empath, right? We covered this before. But Rahu is in the seventh house, so it creates highly ambitious person for social recognition and status. These individuals may have a strong desire to climb the social ladder. Seventh house is about others. Innovative thinkers, they tend to have very innovative approach, approach to manipulation of other people. Seventh, Rahu is a manipulator. Seventh house is about others. If you have these people as partners, they can manipulate you to no end. Interest in technology, they can become great software, information technology professionals, right? Interest in technology, fascination with gadgets and electronics, for example. A desire for recognition. Recognition and acknowledgement are important to these people. They are social networkers, see? Rahu in 7th, wherever it is placed in whichever nakshatra, it is looking at social gains. It is looking at community and popularity there. Rahu wants popularity, look at me kind of thing. It wants popularity with neighbors, siblings. It wants to develop skills. It will develop skills through life. Right? This is what the 
and path number two was like for us this guy over there next we shall be dealing with Magha Nakshatra and Leo Ascendants. Now Leo Ascendants have Magha, Puro, Falguni, Yatra, Falguni. We shall deal with them and how the energy moves in them. The reason I cover this step by step is it can't all be generalized in one bundle. Right? So let's deal with this next time. Thank you for watching, listening, absorbing and I'll see you in the next.